Hi, this is Avi Fischoff, and this recording is regarding twisted parenting, affectionately known as TP, which is an alternative approach that I personally developed over many years to guide families on how to deal with kids in crisis that are unfortunately in a situation of pikuach nefesh, grave danger. The following recording is from my TP crisis group, where parents come together for my support and guidance. Please note that all parents under my care have been sent to me by their das who commit to remain involved in the entire process to guide and paskin any shyless that come up. Please note that the voices have been digitally altered to protect privacy. Okay, here we go. Listen to the craziness that happened. We left. Five minutes we're in the car. And she calls and says, does not, don't come out to get us. Go back to your friends. So we said, okay, fine, we'll, we'll go, we'll come back. And we said, you want to go out to eat? No, fine, fine, for that, no problem. We go to pick her up. We, we go to pick up the other kid. We're literally like three hours away. She calls us, where are you? So we, we say, well, you said to come at 1130. That's what he said. She says, well, it's just 1120 now. I want you to come now. She said, okay, no problem. We turned around and went to go get her. She asked us to go buy her something from 7-Eleven. We bought her something from 7-Eleven. No problem. She's in the car. She says she's coming back to Monk with a bunch of friends, with a bunch of girls. They were driving to Borough Park because we got to pick up this girl's stuff. So then we're going to take them back to Monty. While we're in the car, she gets a call from this guy, who's a friend. She says, oh, I'm going back to Monty. She says, great, I want to go with you instead of my parents. Okay? Then she gets a call from Penny. He's coming to New York. He's coming to Brooklyn now. Okay. You know, so we said, okay. We took her to Borough Park. I just dropped her off from 42nd and 13th and 14th in Borough Park. And she said, you sure? It's okay. Whatever. My wife said, yeah, no problem. Whatever with you. And I want to tell you, I didn't say anything, but I feel used. And I want to know how to deal with that. And I want to know how to deal with that. You know, so we just drove to go get her, which is great. We dropped her off if we wanted to be dropped off. We didn't say anything. We said, oh, whatever, no problem. She said, I hope you don't kill me. It's fine, whatever. And then I feel you now. How am I supposed to deal with this? What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? So all I wanted to say was, number one, we went back and forth like three times as she kept changing her mind what she wanted. Number two, she felt comfortable enough with a whole bunch of kids piled into the car where everybody was chatting. Number three, when she kept asking us questions, she said, whatever works, whatever makes you happy, you know, you're not making us crazy, no problem. Her friends are all like, oh my gosh, I want wish my parents would say that. And when she's asking us, and it's okay, I, you know, I answered because my husband just, uh, I was just driving. And I was scared, I was scared, but I didn't say anything. I didn't talk to anybody like that. Um, he, uh, you know, everyone kept saying, well, your parents are great, amazing, super, sure. And we said, whatever, when they know whatever works, whatever you want, there's no problem. They didn't make us crazy at all. And, um, yeah, so that's the background. How do you deal with that? Because I feel used. I feel, you know, I just made myself crazy for for an hour. I don't know, what am I supposed to do? But I'm calling up to ask you, I got to deal with this. This is crazy. So um, um, this is this is this is wonderful. This is what it's like when your kid is out of her mind. She didn't do anything to you, but because you're in her life, so you're like a yo-yo because her life is yo-yo. So imagine that you're not here, her, and she would say, "Okay, I'm going by bus, or I'm getting a ride to Muncie." And then another kid says, "I'm going to Brooklyn. I'm going to Muncie." Her life is erratic. Her life is out of control without rhyme or reason. 
if you want to be a part of it, then you're part of the insanity. I, I look at it that we get paid by the hour by Hashem, and we get paid for our efforts. And in order for five years from now to have her home and happy and safe, um, this is part of part of the very important work that we're doing. So sometimes we're actually spending time with them and it feels great, and sometimes we're wasting time for them and it feels stupid, but it's all part of giving her the feeling that we're here for you, we love you, we understand you. And again, it goes back to the Yisait. Everything that she does, we have to um, we have to digest and say, is she bad or sick? If she's bad, then what the heck? You make me go here, you make me go there, you make me crazy. If she's sick, the way I look at it, I really believe that she's sick. So I look at it that the kid says, I'm, I'm, I'm at my friend's house I'm, I'm for a sleepover. And then she calls you and she says, I'm not feeling well. I just threw up. Can you come pick me up? So you get in the car for Muncie. You're almost by Brooklyn. She goes, you know what? I'm feeling better now. Everyone's having such a good time. Can I please stay? Okay, no problem. I'll turn back around. You're back in Muncie. She throws up again and she has a high fever. Can you please come pick me up? As frustrating as it is, we wouldn't get upset at the patient because she's just responding to her illness. I really believe that when everything that she's doing is all part of the mishigas, that her life was thrown into a crazy, crazy life. And therefore, it's an honor to waste time for her and to be manipulated and lied to and, and um, unused. Yeah, because every time she uses you, she's using her tati, which means that inside her brain, there's a relationship. And that automatically creates over time something called influence. And that's how you change her mind. You're changing now her decision in three years from now, whether to make a right turn or a left turn. It bakes in her mind. The kids who have this father that will do anything for them, they don't get into the same horrible situations down the road, even though they're all crazy. But one of them ends up living with a Schwarzer, one of them doesn't. We're keeping her home and happy. We're going to have the best part. So this waste of time that you did now, you should be so happy. You're getting paid by the hour by Hashem. This is our Avodah Hashem because she knows my parents are awesome. They were there for me. And she's going to feel bad. She's going to say, I feel so bad. I made you crazy. What are you talking about? I am here for you. My greatest pleasure. I work for you. I serve at the pleasure of the president. I am here for you. My whole life is you. This, you never have to feel bad. And when you do that continuously, in a year from now, you have a totally different kid. You have a kid that could be she's out of control still and whatever, but it's weed instead of cocaine or cocaine instead of heroin, God forbid. It's always going to be better. So the attitude, especially in the beginning, is that there is no wasted energy because everything that we try to do for her, besides forgetting the scar, it really gets embedded in her. When you do it basimcha and you text her now and you say, Shefala, you never have to hesitate to be you. I love you and I'm here for you. So never hesitate, If even if you tell me to pick you up and then afterwards you want to go, I'm here for you. Don't worry about it. And why are we doing this? Because we believe that she's really a nice, sweet, good girl who would never want to do any of this. But she was thrown in through pain into a tormented, tortured life like all these kids. Look at this kid, Penny. He caused his parents so much time, but he's not a bad kid. He stole his father's car on Shabbos, but he's not a bad kid. He bashed up the car, but he's not a bad kid. They're good kids doing terrible things. And once we flip our mind around and we say, I'm going to be there for her through thick and thin, 
You can ping pong. You can make me go back and forth to Muncie a hundred times. And, and your response will be, I would never do it for anybody else, but you have a special place in my heart and I'll do anything for you. And then you take that incident and you turn it into medication. This is our medicine. It's easy to say, you know, she needs to go to a psychiatrist, give her medication, but the medication is really right here in your heart. And what you're doing now is amazing. This whole incident that happened now wouldn't have happened two weeks ago. So when you don't have a relationship with her, in a way it's easier, but now you're in. You're in, you're part of her life. Come, go, come. She's doing these crazy things because she's crazy. It wasn't lahachis against you. She's just not stable. So she'll call a car service and then she'll say five minutes later, oh no, I don't need it. I'm canceling it. Oh, could you come? Oh no, I'm canceling it. That's who she is right now. And either we're going to say that even so, we are still going to serve you because we believe in you and we want to be here for the whole, the whole journey. Or we're going to say, listen, this is crazy. When you're normal, call me. You can't call this car service anymore. We're deleting your number. No, we, we know that when she's normal, she doesn't need us. Now she needs us. So Ashrecha, Ashrecha, that you are Zaycha to be in her life and hold on. It is a roller coaster. Realize that whatever she does, she doesn't mean it. She mamish did not in her brain think I'm going to make my parents crazy. I'm going to manipulate them. I'm going to waste their time. It's just that she's not stable. She's just partially not stable. And you still benefited. And you benefited so great because now she heard from her friends that your parents are great. Your parents are wonderful. That's medicine. You just keep this up and don't give up. And you're going to see Be'ezus Hashem. It's awesome. It's so powerful because you're really controlling her. But the way you're controlling her is not by telling her, but by giving her. And it's much more controlling. So here's the question. The kids are not in the car. We're going to pick them up now. We're by the house to pick them up. I'm at in laws. But if they would be in the car and they would see something like that, they would go berserk. No, they're going to learn also over time. You know what you can do? You can use this now as a training for them. When they get in the car, say, guys, listen to what happened. Ha and let them, let them hash it out. And then tell them the speech that I just told you. Say, yeah, I felt the same way. Isn't it crazy? See, maybe you'll pick up somebody's going to say something similar to me. You'll say, ah, you're right. But why did she do it? And someone will say, you know, because she's having a really hard time. You know what? You have a point. And then you'll teach them what I'm teaching you, that right now she could throw us. This, this roller coaster is so crazy you can get thrown from the ride. But then we lose her. But if we're going to hang on and we realize that every effort we do for her, I'm going to drive to Muncie. I'm going to drive. You know what? She might call you when you get to Muncie. Ta, can you pick me up? That's what we call opportunity. You might ruin your whole night, but she'll know. I got up at 2 o'clock in the morning to go to Borough Park to pick you up because your friend let you down, and I was there for you. And you don't say that. It bakes into her over time that you can depend on me, no questions asked, more than anybody. And again, Everything that you're doing for her, even if she is not even in the car, telling you back and forth, pick up, and that, it all gets registered in her brain that I can rely on these people. I can rely on them. I make them crazy, and they never drop me. And that's why you get by the chuppah, that beautiful letter, that they're all right. And they all say it. They all say, you were there for me when I wasn't there for myself. You believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. I can't believe the craziness. Again, this craziness that you're experiencing is what her life is like. You're just close to the patient. You just you got invited to go to the hospital and spend a day with a patient who's throwing up and then sick and then fever and then heart attack. I mean, that's unfortunately her crazy life. But now that you're a part of it, you look at it differently. The fact that you're a part of it means that you're automatically influencing her. The fact that her friends acknowledge that you're awesome, 
is great medicine, and you tell her any time. You never have to worry. You come first. We owe it to her. We owe her because of the pain that she went to, through to be there for her, and she will calm down. But as a Hashem, when she gets a little older, and it's going to be amazing. You're going to have the best relationship with her out of everybody you know, and she's going to pay back. She's going to pay back every penny and every hour. I'm telling you. I'll tell you a quick story. I was upstate last year in the winter. We went away for a Shabbaton. So I was in this place, Alpine. And there was a lot of Hasidim there for Shabbos that go up. And I was there with my family. And a guy comes over to me and he said, You're Avi Fishoff? I heard what you do. Let me tell you a story. He says, 45 years ago, my brother went off to Derech. He's a Satmar boy. And it was, nobody was doing it in those days. He went off to Derech. He became a policeman. You can imagine the, the, the girls he was with and the various that he did and the trafe and all of that. And my father went to the Divrayal, the Satmar Rebbe. And when my father went, he took me. He says, I'm now 65 years old, uh, 60 or something. He was, he was a, a teenager. I went with my father to the Divrayal. My father said, what should I do? Should I throw him out of the house? He's crazy. He's doing all these affairs. The Divrayal said, you win him over with love. You win him over with love and you never throw him away. And my father did. Not only that, he put a TV in the house. Not only that, he said that my brother wanted to buy a truck. Jews don't buy trucks. And my father, who had no money, borrowed money from a gamach because he wanted to give my brother the money to, that he needed to buy the, the, the truck. He wanted my brother to know this truck came from, I have a father. Look, fast forward 45 years later, after the boy became like 30 years old, he became Chayzeh B'Tshuva. He's completely from, and he's Chatzidish, and his children, and his grandchildren now that he has, all Erlich from family, a whole huge family, Chatzidish Satmara family. And now, he says, my father died, I'm in the year. Before my father died, he was very sick, he was in the hospital. We have 11 kids, and we have a million grandchildren, and everyone took turns to go visit him. But, sometimes it's very uncomfortable. It's a three-day yontif, nobody wants to be in a hospital. He says, my brother, this brother, who was off the derech, who my father saved, out of all of us, was the most loyal to my father. He was there on a three-day yontif. He was there carrying him. He used to, mamish, he, he was mishamish him. It was unbelievable. And he said, my sister told him, it was cheppering him, and she tells him, oh, you're doing this because you feel guilty about the tsar that she gave Tati when you were a kid? And he looked at her and he says, guilt? No. I'm doing this because I know that Tati loved me more than all of you guys put together. And the last few days of my father's life, he told me, my father couldn't talk. He had no kayak. He didn't talk to anybody. The only person that he talked to was this brother because he loved him. The Kesha between them was so strong. And this happens when you allow the child to manipulate you and lie to you and take advantage of you. But we are manipulating her because we're not letting her actions separate us from her. And we're telling her, you can do this a million times. I'm always going to be here. We're not going anywhere for you. Please don't feel bad. I would text her now, dearest Nama, please don't feel bad about making us go back and forth because she knows that she did that. It's our greatest pleasure to be here for you 24-7. She'll know that it's not real. She'll know that it's not me. She'll know that it's not Emmett. Okay, so think about it for a second. After what I just told you, is it real? How do you, what, what could you text that, that is MS? You do love her. 
I love her, but she knows she made us crazy. She came over to your right when she got out. She said, don't get upset. Please don't be upset at me. And what she texted you. Love you. Thanks. Okay, so she's trying. She never feels bad for throwing up when it's not even her fault. I feel so bad for her. She's such a good kid because she realizes she made you crazy. But let's talk Emmis. She did make you crazy. You thought about it. And you said to yourself, with my help, that, hey, she's not in her Kalim right now. She's a great kid. She didn't mean to hurt me. And I need her to know that I'm here for her. She's not stable. It's easy to be a parent of a stable child. It's easy to be a parent of a kid that does what they're supposed to do. But I am going to be a parent of this unstable, crazy kid, because that's my tough kid. And you can you can mean it when you write back to her. It's okay that you felt a certain way and that you digested it over with me and you came to the Hakara. So you can tell her. You can text her, Dearest Nama, I thought about it, and I realized that you're more precious to me than my time and my energy, and I'm always here for you. Never hesitate. I love you, Tati. That's the perfect text to tell her, and she's macabre from you, and she feels, it bothers me. See, normally, when a kid does something wrong, we want them to feel bad, so you don't do it again. But over here, it's like one hand is out of control, and the other hand is apologizing. She didn't do this to you, to hurt you. She, her life is not stable. So she really wanted you to pick her up, and then she really needed to go, and she really didn't have patience, and then she really wanted to go back, because that's the mindset of a kip right now at her, her age and stage. There's no lahaches. She really didn't mean to hurt you. It's collateral damage. She did not mean to hurt you. She didn't mean to be unstable. And she's sorry and she feels bad. We don't want her feeling bad. A normal kid, you could say, okay, let them feel bad. and It'll be good for them. They won't do it again. In her case, feeling bad leads her to say, oh, I'm such a loser. I make them crazy. I, I got to find other people to be with. It, it leads to a disconnect. Va'asalda. It says that when somebody touches something, you, you get scared from fire because you touch it, it hurts you. So when you have fear from Hashem, the Svarim say it's not so good because then you, it creates separation. Fear creates separation. Ahava creates, Yididus creates a, a, a connection. So we want to tell her, don't feel bad. Don't feel, don't worry about it. It's not even a problem at all. Because it's taka, she didn't do it from the mindset of a stable person who deserves to feel bad. She did it as craziness, like she's, like she's having a seizure and she's kicking and she actually accidentally kicked you in the face. You say, don't feel bad. No, but Tati, I kicked you in the face. Look, you're all black and blue. I didn't mean to. Don't worry about it, Shefula. Believe me, I'm happy to be here for you. And I don't care that you're kicking in the face. I know you didn't mean to. I know you're good. And I know it's not your fault. These are the feelings that I feel towards her. It's not her fault. She didn't mean to kick you. It's, that's, that's unfortunately uh, a collateral damage of her situation. And every time she does something, it's, you have to rethink this and bake it in. This is not because she's bad. It's because she's hurt. She's in pain. And this is the, she's acting mamish appropriate for, that's why I was able to write a book about the things that she'll say. Because she's appropriate, acting appropriate for 2016, kid in pain. This is the craziness that they have. You're going, you're coming, I'm running, I'm coming, I'm this, I'm that. Take me, don't take me, pick me up, don't pick me up. And we hold on to them and we service them with loyalty and shaft through their craziness. And we don't end up with kids in psych wards. Not one of them. Because we're carrying them, and they get healthier, and the craziness fades away. And then a couple of years later, you're like, I can't even believe those days. I have somebody here, they were in group yesterday, that his son used to call him every night at 2.30 in the morning, can you pick me up from Crown Heights and drive me home to Flatbush? The big rebel, 
Can't you take a bus or a taxi or get a ride or hitch or walk? Big rabbi. I said, no, that's your tafkid. And this guy used to get up 6 o'clock every day. And from 2.30 till 3.30, he went out to pick his son up with a smile. I don't know how he did it. It's not normal. You smile. I'm happy. Please don't call Uber. Don't call a taxi. I'm here for you. And he bonded with his son. Today, his son is 90% better. He's almost completely better. He's mamish. It's only a year after he did that. He's so much better. And the, the kids threw parties. They woke up one night. There were girls in, in his room. There were kids smoking weed. It was terrible, terrible. But, crazy, crazy. But, now he's clean. Now he's already almost completely from. He's stable. And his best friends are his mother and his father. So we go through the craziness. It is total crazy. But either we're going to let go of them or we're going to hug them. Those are the two choices. So I say we reward bad behavior. She's feeling guilty. She's feeling guilty. We don't want guilt. He texts her. I thought about it, and I realized that you feel bad. Please don't feel bad. It's my greatest pleasure to be here for you, and I'm never going to leave you. That's what the medicine is. I hear you. Okay. I mean, it's just... You're awesome. You're awesome. You're my prized student. I like when people don't just say, okay, okay, okay. You're real. You call. You think. You digest. And when you do it, it's 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 real. So don't worry. You just started. It's a process. But it's definitely crazy because she you're trying to bond with a crazy person. Okay. As long as we acknowledge that. Yes. It is craziness. It's not normal. But it really works. It works better than any other medicine. You want me to send you? Would you like me to write the text and send it to you? Yeah, send it to me. Okay, don't forward it. All right, Cavaldi. Take care. Take care. Be well. Bye-bye. This is Avi Fishoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.